Hello, and welcome to the official podcast for the 31st Annual FIRST Conference. We're looking forward to welcoming you to the conference in Edinburgh, Scotland, 16th through the 21st of June. I'm your co-host, Chris John Riley. And I'm your other co-host, Martin McKay. Thanks for listening. We're lucky enough to be talking to Andrew Cormack from JISC, uh, the program chair for the first conference 2019. Welcome back to the show, Andrew. It feels like we've only just talked to you recently, but it's been almost a year. Uh, how are you doing? I'm pretty good, thank you. The um, development of the program has been brilliant, and uh, we've had more submissions than ever before, I think. So the program committee had a lot of work to do, but the result has been a, a really good looking program, and I'm looking forward to it. It's always good to have more choice and not less. I know that makes it harder for the committee, but it certainly makes for a better program for the people attending. Uh, I hope we're going to have some interesting topics this year. Yep, I think so. We had um, was it 275 submissions for 66 slots, so very high standard and um, lots from hardware through to social engineering, uh, I think are probably the extremes. But if you want to spend a day learning about product security or if you want to spend i think two days learning how to unpack malware um we can offer that all sorts of topics well our our topic the the conference as a whole is defending the castle um which is a, a i think you guys had actually looked at that a little bit ironically is that we're no longer going for the moton and wall type of architecture but we're actually moving into a world where you have to bake it in from the start very much so that there may still be people who have moats and walls, uh, but there are plenty of teams who don't have any defenses and have to cope with whatever um, they find. Uh, people like national teams, product teams, you know, they, they don't know what they find when they go and uh, investigate any sort of incident. So it's covering a very wide range of how do you actually do security and incident response in those environments cloud you may not have access to logs or facilities that you're used to having access to all sorts of new things so it's been around 20 years since the the conference has been in the uk which is a, a quite a long time a lot has changed during that time what kind of themes are we going to see discussed at the conference I hope it will be forward-looking that people will not just hear interesting stuff, but be prompted to think about interesting stuff. Um, you know, it will be it will be a good conference if you just come and listen for a week. But I think you'll have a far better experience for the first time ever. We're in a proper conference centre rather than a hotel, so there are lots of places to chat opportunities to talk we've deliberately provided lots of opportunities for interaction for people to talk about what they've just heard and to establish relationships that they will we hope use going forwards i think you just highlighted one of the the strengths that first has always had as a conference which is a lot of the people who are there as speakers are not just there to speak they are the people who are the customers of first who are the 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 contacts at first and they're available to talk between sessions or after the session. Um, and I think that's, as I said, one of the real strengths of FIRST. Absolutely. And we're encouraging people who talk to stay for the whole week, if their diaries permit. I was 
just thinking back the number of conversations I've had over my time in incident response that began with remember when we met at such and such a conference and I hope there will be lots of those following on from Edinburgh. Yeah, and just looking over the the conference program as it is now, I mean, you've got a number of interesting keynotes on there. I, I see that uh, Ken Monroe from Pentest Partners is giving a, a, a keynote talk on the first day. I, I know it's a little bit hard to say what he's going to talk about, but I know that he's been involved in some interesting uh, projects over time. Any any hints at what he's going to be discussing? I'm not sure. Uh, his last appearance on the BBC website was in a hot tub because he discovered that there is such a thing as an internet-connected hot tub. And guess what? It's insecure. I asked him originally to talk about transport, which he was uh, looking at vulnerabilities in ships and planes, I think it was. This is something like this time last year, but very wide-ranging person who, if he can see it, he tries to find vulnerabilities in it, so I'm sure it will be highly entertaining. It's interesting to see that people will just attach anything to the internet nowadays. We've gone from internet-attached fridges to internet-attached hot tubs. You know, if you're coming back from a long trip and and you're tired and you just want to have that hot tub warming up when you get home, why not? Uh, it says says uh, the man who lives in Florida. Yes, this makes perfect sense. <laughs> trust me, I escape as much as possible. Uh, so it snowed here this morning, so I don't think the hot tub would have been in action. <laughs> well, we sh- we should be hoping for some better a better weather in Edinburgh around conference time. Though I really don't uh, I don't I don't want it to be snowing during the conference. No, I think mid June is about the best the weather we get and. It really won't get dark. We've been near the equator for a couple of recent conferences where the sun went down at 7 o'clock and it got dark. Edinburgh, June, 11 o'clock at night, and it might get light again about 2, 3 in the morning. You mentioned that we're in an actual conference center for a change, which is a, a something new for my experience. What does that do for the conference and how does that affect some of the audience participation? I think... It will give us really good sight and sound. Uh, you won't be trying to peer around the person in front because all three of the main presentation areas are rate lecture theatres. They are quite fun because two of them actually rotate. So when we have the full plenary one in the coffee break, the two back wings of the uh, plenary lecture theatre will rotate through 180 degrees to become uh, two of the three parallel bases for uh, talks afterwards. Seats are extremely comfortable, um, so there'll be no excuses for uh, I had to go because I, I was uncomfortable. You, you'll be very easily able to sit through an hour and a half conference session in there. I just hope that the stages are internet enabled. There are some very interesting hydraulics in the basement, which we won't be playing with. <laughs> um, but if, if anybody wants to go and look at the videos on the Edinburgh International Conference Centre website, they can do amazing things with the space we'll be using as the exhibition hall. Very nice. Very nice. I'm sure that I'm sure that we'll pay attention to those videos and maybe try and have a look when we're there as well, if possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe if they're doing tours. Sadly, they can't because while it moves, uh, there isn't always a safety exit. Uh, so they... Well, you're, you're not allowed to sit in it. <laughs> well, that sounds like a design flaw, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll be I'm sure we'll be talking about a number of design flaws at the conference itself. So uh, it's just one of many. Um, yeah, it's no no worse than the lift. 
So I see that there's a number of workshops across multiple days. I know you mentioned that there's a couple of longer workshops going on. I gather we've got the traditional kind of breakout sessions, SIGs and, and the like as well. Anything new on that front? There's SIGs, there's workshops. There'll be a lightning talk session. We've got two complete tracks of hands-on workshops, which I don't think we've ever had before, but the number of submissions and the quality was so high that I went back to the board and said, can we do that? We've also got a session one day where we reached out to academics in the security and incident response area. So we've got four talks from an academic point of view. So not just what incident response is doing now, but possible futures. I think that should be quite interesting as well. It's nice to see varying viewpoints and certainly reaching out to academia is is very interesting because quite often we're very much stuck in the doing. Don't necessarily take that step back and think, how can we do this better in in a totally unique way? So maybe that would start some interesting discussions. Yeah, though I think we've even got quite a lot of the the doers thinking about how to do this more efficiently and how to scale various kinds of investigation or scaling how you build teams. I also noticed that we've got a CTF going on um, during Monday and Tuesday of the event as well. Do we have any clues as to what's going to be going on in that yet? No, I think uh, that'll be a pleasant surprise when you get there. I'm sure there will be exercises at all levels. One of the things they, I think, did last year, which was quite fun, was to deliberately try and cater for everybody. So there would be some of the CTF exercises that uh, even the management people like me now <laughs> should try and find some time to do. We've also, so there's also a um, an additional, it's not quite a CTF, but a, a practical workshop and then systems available running through the week on ICS simulation in addition to the the normal first full week one. So there's there's almost two CTFs going on. It sounds very interesting, especially, I mean, there seems to be a lot of theme this year for for IoT and and hardware devices. A number of the keynotes talk about IoT. So it seems to be a a hot topic at the moment for incident response. I imagine uh, IoT devices being connected to people's enterprises are producing problems and not many people have experience in how to do incident response on those kind of devices. I think that was the idea was to get a number of different perspectives on how we might address IoT security because it's quite a new field. Uh, so we've there's, there's two keynotes looking at IoT but one from a governance perspective and is there anything that can be done by governments, uh, international agreements or down at organizational level. And then the closing keynote is actually on detecting problems using AI. So uh, that one is another academic uh, presentation where I'm hoping there will be lots of stuff to think about on your train or plane or car home. There's also a large number of presentations about SOCs or types of of how to build them and i think that's actually always been one of the the other strong points of the first presentations is just telling people about their own experiences in dealing with building that sock or that that cert from the ground up yeah and i I noticed there's quite a few on um kind of rebuilding so start having started with a traditional cert how you then evolve to cope with new challenges of scale or, or new systems or whatever so that does look interesting yes so i guess the the question to the program chair is what what talk is currently on the program that you're most excited about what's the one that you think this is definitely a must-see this is definitely the most interesting i know that's it's the question you don't want to answer because because there's no right answer but what's the one that interests you most 
One, I think, well, the keynotes I'm really looking forward to because they were my choice. I, I decided uh, the, the rest of the uh, program was done through a uh, review process, but uh, the keynotes are me. I'm intrigued by the social engineering workshop on Friday morning. I think that should be a lot of fun. I'm not quite not quite sure whether it's how to do it or how to defend against it, but uh, it's <laughs> certainly another issue that I don't think we are quite so comfortable, confident, knowledgeable about how to uh, protect ourselves from it. So I think that one will, again, be a really good thing to uh, send people off thinking. I think we learn most when it comes to social engineering is experiencing how it happens and then being able to translate that into to our daily lives so that we can better understand how it might happen to us, um, which allows us to kind of recognize those kind of things. So I think it's the same as learning how to do uh, how to do hacking and penetration testing on on systems allows us to better defend those systems. It's a very similar process. I think so. Yeah, very much looking forward to welcoming everybody to Edinburgh and Scotland, which is my home, I think. This is fairly unique among uh, first conferences that the uh, program chair is actually from the country where the conference is taking place. And uh, I can promise you it's a wonderful city and country and do try to take time to have a look around. Well, we really look forward to, to coming to the conference. I look forward to returning to Edinburgh. It's, it's a beautiful place. I, I really want to spend some more time there. So look forward to being there. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the official podcast of the 31st Annual FIRST Conference. We look forward to seeing you in Edinburgh, June 16th through 21st.